0: Welcome and greetings, Monster Maniacs, to another Creature Feature. And this time around on Monsters of Rock, the Lordy Story, I, Matthew Kessie, will guide you through Seward's Hall. Along the way, a passage of stone gargoyles we will pass, where statues will come alive, while the tenants of this decrepit fortress shall hiss and seethe. As we stalk and slink into the Lord's Keep. Where we shall dine with and be feasted upon by our Count, Count Draculove. Or, as he's known in these parts, the Pale Pastor, Manna. As we hear from the Cutterfly about Scream, Writers, Guild... The
1: last time we spoke through an interview was quite a while ago. Um, It would have been just before Lord of Three years ago. Yeah. So I'd say what just maybe the summer before Lord of released, I think was when we spoke last, and quite a lot has happened in Lordy since then. Um, And I'm wondering from your side of things and from your experience. How would you summarize the last 18 months to two years in Lordy? 18 months. Well,
2: yeah, we have a new guitar player in the band. But I guess we already, you already kind of covered it up in, in the last, last podcast. But yeah, things have changed a lot. So we have a new... New guy in the band, so yeah. and the sound has changed in the band in and the chemistry and all. So in some way it feels like it's a new band, in a way. Yeah. It's like it changed so much. And you can really hear it on the new album as well. You can. It's like yeah. It's like newborn already so to speak. Yeah. Although the songs are pretty pretty much the same as the old stuff but
1: yeah yeah. and I think you know because there was from talking to everybody in the band there seems to be a lot of positivity at the moment because I know when Lord of Versailles released there was a kind of a bit of hesitation everyone was not I guess too happy with everything that was going on inside the band at that time and With obviously Kone coming in, it brings in a new energy. It brings in a new person who kind of changes the dynamic in the band, offers something new as well in terms of his guitar work. Um, And for you, when you kind of met Kone for the first time, what was your first reaction? Or did you kind of know him before he kind of came into the band?
2: Yeah, he uh, he was a friend of mine. So to speak, I knew the guy and I was the one who kind of I said to Mr. Lordi that I know a guy who is really, really good guitar player, and I think you should call him and see if you hook up with him, like on mental level, so to speak. And yeah, obviously he's he's a young guy. It brings a lot of energy, even yeah, with being a young guy with with old guys like us. So that's everything, everything's great at the moment.
1: That's good. And like, I think you, even when you were saying like you can hear it on the record, you really can because the solos are so dynamic in many ways and. They are longer in this album than they were previously in the other albums as well. And obviously I think that's because he's given a, a, kind of a lot more flexibility because obviously in the past things were different in terms of the guitar work because of Eamon's involvement. And, yeah, sure. Yeah. The, he's
2: a different, different guy. He has a much more technical approach to the playing. And it's like with Kiss when they when they fired Ace Frehley and got Vinnie Vincent this is like the same yeah. same kind of change and don't get me wrong I really like Ace Frehley's playing yeah. and I really did like Eamon's playing it's just with Kona it, it just opens new worlds to us that we can mm-hmm. do Perfect. we have an actual guitar hero in the band in a yeah. technical
1: sense exactly you know? exactly yeah and when you were just saying there about Eamon you know his departure for A lot of fans was quite surprising But I guess for you guys You especially and Mr Lorley You guys kind of seen it coming In many ways And that it kind of needed to happen as well For the chemistry in the band So when Mr Lorley called you And you spoke about Eamon leaving How did you react to that And what was your response
2: It was really sad It was a really sad moment Because he had been in the band As long as I've been in the band, and I've seen how, how the things like slowly went downhill with him, and then it got to the point that it was just impossible to go on. So that was really a really sad day for Mr. Lordy, of course, especially because he had been with him like 25 years or so. Yeah. So yeah, it was really sad. And of course, we had to move on pretty fast, was like day after the, the day that he got fired, It's like the next day almost that we we had to think about the new new guy in the band, so have to move quick forward,
1: hmm. he can't stay lying down. No, no. And with obviously that, because you guys, when you got Kony into the band, you were pretty much just about to start recording the new album. Not not too long after him kind of coming in When he kind of came in and you started working on Screenwriters Guild The album is kind of a more traditional Lordy album There's not as much kind of, I guess, experimentation as in with Lordiversity and with collection So did this album offer for you as both a producer... And also, as a drummer, did it offer any new challenges to you in any way?
2: Well, I guess we were so exhausted <laughs> with the Lord Diversity <laughs> thing that it, this was like. like a relief. Yeah, let's just do a basic, straightforward Lordy album this time. And we didn't actually have that much time either to like think about something. Something new or revolutionary, you know, kind of thing. So let's just go with the regular stuff. Yeah. And Mister Lordy got really like we liked the Humanimals album a lot. So mm. so we got kind of stuck in that in that mode, making that kind of music, like the '80s stuff, yeah, melodic was the, the most easy for Mr. Lord to write at that moment, so that's how the style was decided. Well, drumming is kind of, it's the basic Lordy stuff. Nothing new, nothing fancy.
0: Yeah.
2: And the recordings were made the same way that we did most of the Lord Diversity albums that I did, the drum recordings by myself at the rehearsal place. And and Pone and Easy went to Mr. Lordy's place and they recorded most of the bass and guitar parts
1: okay. there. We did
2: the so-called easy way.
1: Yeah, and with you on this album, you're executive producer again um, for for us, and I guess for a lot of fans, there are people that might not be too musically inclined. They might not know exactly what that job title means, or what that actually. Producer. Well, yeah. What What does I was an executive producer in the Lordy world
0: do?
2: Well, in the Lordy world, it means that me and our A and R Jan Janneholm Jan, crew and we were the executive producers which actually meant that started mixing the album. We were kind of the guys who had the quality control, like yeah. responsibility for the overall sound, okay. as well as the track order and stuff like that. Okay. And we even did some arrangements even like after the recordings. We kind of thought there were some parts that are that are too long. Okay. And things like that. Yeah. So it was our responsibility that the, the album as a whole sounds as it should. It's like a. It's like a full album not just focusing on one song and yeah, Or one yeah. part of songs So that it works
1: Okay And with I guess you talked about Like kind of the length of songs there This album is kind of Different in some ways Because it doesn't start with A Scarlet Circle gathering Or SCG at the start We have Dead Again Jane Which kind of has a long intro to it And then after that We get into The Nusfar Ruiz show after that so when you were kind of looking at the track order in this album was it hard to kind of place which songs because it seems to be a lot of the intros can kind of be long in this to kind of set up the atmosphere of a partic- of particular tracks so was it hard to kind of balance that out
2: so uh, the intros were this is pretty much like Mr Lordy's thing uh, I don't really <laughs> really know about those especially that singing the cage intro yeah. with the throat singing yeah, I don't yeah. know what he was thinking about <laughs> maybe he was like okay this might be cool I can do this weird voices so maybe I do a little song or something and of, of course it's, it, it adds, adds more minutes to the album maybe it was too short
0: <laughs> so we had to
2: do a lot of intros
1: <laughs> okay, okay,, and, um on this record as well, we have the first i guess in a long time where every single member in the band is doing backing vocals on this album, and for you, you obviously uh work and trying to help kind of arrange those and to obviously as in a, an executive producer role as well. And how does that process kind of work from start to finish when you're working on backing vocals, from recording to placing them in the song or figuring out what vocals kind of need to be used as backing vocals? How does that work?
2: Well, actually, the backing vocals are pretty much done in the in the composing segment of making the album. Mr. Okay. Lordy has usually he already has has the backing vocal vocal notes already arranged. But we we of course we improvise in the studio still and people throw out ideas. I usually have some weird chords that I want to use. But mainly it's Mr. Lordy. And of course there's Tracy Lip who is the vocal coach and he's also like producing the vocals at the same time. Right. He has a lot of good ideas. Okay. So it's uh, it's uh, teamwork in the end.
1: Okay, okay. And um, talking about teamwork, he, both you and Miss Alordi, uh wrote the wrote the music for "Dead Again Jane" on this album. So, with that particular song in mind, what parts of it did you contribute to?
2: We were talking about like Miss Lordi wanted to, uh, like Kiss has. On Animalized album, the song I've Had Enough, Into the Fire, and on Asylum, they have King of the Mountain, and on League It Up, they have Exciter. We were talking about, we, we need that kind of song, like okay. the Ladies' Kiss. Yeah. These albums had the opening songs. I started to play around with riffs. And I think uh, the main riffs are are like some way the riffs that I wrote. They are like variations from those. Okay. So so we wanted to call pickies as usual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it worked. Anyway, yeah. I do think it worked with that song.
2: Thank you. I, yeah. I really like the song. Yeah. I think it's the best song of the album. Uh, oh, I actually and think not it's... just because yeah. I, I was in the writing process, but.
1: It really works. Yeah. I even think like that and Borderline are probably probably the two best Lordy singles, I think. We've yeah, yeah yes. I honestly I do think so. Because they're, they're, they're just the tempo of them, the speed. They're so dynamic. Mm. They're easy to listen to and catchy as well. So that's uh, everything you need for a Lordy track. I always think so. Sure. Yeah. Um, and obviously with this record for you, there's a large variety of ...tempos and rhythms in this record. Probably the most varied traditional Lordy sounding album, I guess. it Kind of ignoring Collection and Lordiversity obviously. But uh, on this album, we have kind of more technical drumming on songs... ...like Inhumanoid, and then the drum intro to Like in Tropical Island as well... ...and Dead Again Jane too. But then we have songs kind of with a slower tempo... ...like uh, The Bride, Thing in the Cage, The sca- uh, Scarecrow. So it's quite varied... For drumming, um, and so what I kind of like to know from your side of things is how do you kind of approach recording the slower songs for a Lordi album? Do you enjoy them as much as the the faster, more technical ones?
2: It's always about the mood of the song. If there's if the mood is like subtle and slow, you can't really you can't really play that much in the song. Okay. It's like you have to give the space, space usually to Mr. Lordy's singing or guitar solos or whatever. I think the drummer's job is just to sit in the back and just keep the tempo kind of playing. Yeah. But of course, when we go to that much more metal, like faster music, then there's kind of has to have some sort of drum brilliance, so to say, yeah. like different technical feels and stuff like that so it it depends on the mood
1: okay And, and do you enjoy it as much or do you prefer when there's a little bit more flexibility for you
2: it's all about the music so it's all about the song you don't have to focus on your own instrument too much you have to kind of think about what the song itself needs yeah and play like that It's not about My instrument Or My drum feels Or My kick drums It's about The, the song as a whole
1: Yeah, you know and Look at the larger picture Things Yeah um, And With your costume This time around It's a little bit it reared on Kind of Dracula Vampire look And everything like that But um, Obviously all the costumes Are Based on Traditional characters From horror movies In many ways And I know you don't Really like Horror movies that much um, but do you have any kind of old school uh, scary, like, do you have any favourite old school scary movies or is there any kind of classical horror character that you like? At
2: this time it was like obvious choice that I would be the Dracula kind of character because it's closest to the to the priest kind of yeah. guy. that mm. Manna really is. And somebody said that Mana looks like he he has won the lottery (laughs) now. And that's like, uh, that's really well said. If you look at the cash, yeah, yeah, he got like uh, one million euros. (laughs) So he's going to buy some fancy
1: clothes.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: There
1: you go. There we have it. (laughs) And um, obviously with your costume that you're talking about there um, The design is uh, different from previous ones But it's the first time you've had kind of shoulder pads um, Or kind of a shoulder design Obviously with the raven's heads this time around But is that kind of tricky for you then because When you're playing drums You don't want anything kind of interfering with your movements So was that kind of a tricky thing to kind of work around That you could have it But it wasn't going to interfere interfere with your live performing.
2: First, we had an idea, or at least I had an idea, that we we would have I would have feathers on my shoulders oh, okay. like Paul Stanley did back yeah. in the 70s. And that was like that would have been too too difficult, especially in the tours when mm. the costumes get yeah. shitty and things will fall apart. And so I think Mr. Lordy was the guy who got the raven idea to so the shoulders, and they're really light and easy. They're not on, in the way. Yeah, at all. So it works. It does work. And it, it adds more, more like it looks like I have shoulders, <laughs> which is good. I look bigger.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think actually and a lot,
2: of... not just a lottery winner, but yeah, a bigger lottery winner. <laughs>
1: yeah. And obviously, as you're speaking, you're at the rehearsal off now. You're kind of getting ready for the Sabaton tour starting next week. So there's a lot kind of coming up in Lordi's future, so is there anything that kind of you're really excited for coming up in the next few months?
2: Yeah, this tour is really exciting to get to, get on the road with Sabaton. We have big arenas only, and yeah, a lot of new audience. Hopefully they like us. It's really exciting. Also really stressful at the moment that it is always before the tour to get mm. stuff done and all the things working and rehearsing with the songs it's kind of good we had a r- record release show at malta last weekend so we got a real little re- re- rehearse there
0: <laughs>
2: so so let's hope things work out yeah. But yeah, it's happy, happy, happy times Exactly,
1: yeah, a lot lots to look forward to And kind of, just before we kind of finish up I sent out a, kind of a question for fans To kind of ask, to send in their questions for you So I've got a few of them to kind of go through I want to go to three or four But the first one, just like the last time we did this Is actually from Heesey So, and <laughs> And <laughs> oh, you, might, you might know what he wants to say of he, course. Wants, he wants to say, hello again How about now should we go and practice?
2: Hello, easy. I'm waiting for you, as always. You're always late. So, be on time. Thank you.
1: Uh, And um, uh, Rissan Topi wants to know, what is the hardest Lordy song to play live?
2: Hardest Lordy song? Well, I think at the moment it's Abracadabra. Oh nice. It's, yeah. uh, it's a sweaty, sweaty <laughs> fucking job with the double kick shit. Yeah. So I hope um, I will never have to play that one again. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. the next one comes from Mark Virus123 and they want to know how did you master the double bass technique and what's the best thing to train to keep your condition?
2: You just have to practice and practice. There's no other way. You just start slow and then then like speed up. That's the only only thing. And I haven't really mastered it yet myself either, so it's a lifelong process.
0: Yeah. Sev
1: Seth wants to know uh, why did you choose Evans Onyx as your new drum skins?
2: Evans drum skins. No, I don't oh. I don't use them. Okay. I use Remo Remo pinstripes. Rice And control sound X on the snare.
0: That's
1: my
2: choice of weapon.
1: Perfect. And Jerry Numi wants to know, what is your go-to snare drum?
2: Go-to snare drum. Uh, Let me check what I use now. Just one moment. I have a Tama snare. It's a metal. Some sort of alloy thing. can't remember the model, but I can check it out because... It's right here, Tama Starphonic. I fucking love it. It's 6 inch deep,
0: 14 inch wide. Okay. It's great. Well, beasts and beastettes, that was Mana. And I'm sure his presence and insight brought you much pain and discomfort. For now, I will bid you adieu, and next week I will bring you on another journey in the darkened kingdom that can be found in Scream, Writer's Guild. But until then, Hevasti kusipat. Monsters of Rock, The Lordy Story, is a True Metal Podcast production. The show was presented, produced, and written by Matthew Kessing. Head to True Metal Pod's social channels to keep up to date with the production.